Riverside. Welcome to Dance Talk with Joanne Carey, where the dance world connects, the conversations inspire, and where we are keeping them real. I'm your host, Joanne Carey, and I'm joined today with Ochelia Sellier. She is the founder of What Dance Can Do Project. It is a beautiful project. I am so excited to have you hear her here today on the podcast. The work that she is doing is just phenomenal. It is something that really touches my heart. Um, when I read about it and I follow her story and I follow her on Instagram and what's going on with the project all over the world, um, it is something that really speaks to truly what dance can do. So I welcome Aurelia here today, all the way from, I believe you said you were in France today because she is overseas. Um, so welcome Aurelia to Dance Talk with Joanne Carey. Thank you so much, Joanne, for having me. And yes, I am in France right now. Yes, well, wonderful. Bienvenue. <laughs> so thank you for, for being with me. Um, would you just want to take a moment to uh, give a little background about yourself? You know, um, what your work was prior to this, what kind of industry you were in, and then how you got involved in this and created this project. Uh, yes. So I was in financial services <laughs> before I started. I started as this organization. Um, so I had absolutely nothing to do with dancing or with the arts, at least professionally. Um, I was very amateur dancer when I was a child and then a teenager. And then I stopped for many years, picked up again, uh, ballet um, after I had stopped for da -da -da, 15 years um, and I was I was working for um, a reinsuring company in Switzerland um, and this organization um, was born during a professional break. I, I had time. Um, I had this dream already for um, that I cultivated for a few years. Um, that I would do something that would be um, about the arts and, if possible, about uh, ballet and, and dance. And that would also um, bring something um, to, to children and youth. Uh, that's how the organization was born. And the organization is um, a French organization, a Swiss organization, and um, also is a New Zealand-based organization. I see. So, I mean, that that's wonderful. I, I want to go back because you said you had this dream to do this and you took dance mm -hmm. as a child. And I taught dance for 23 years. I've been in the business for over 30 years. I had my own dance studio and I saw firsthand as you are now, see, you know, and you experienced, um, you know, what dance does for a child and what it does. What did dance do for you as a child? Because it clearly... In my opinion, for you to have this dream and to make this come true, it really must have impacted you. And, and how did that how did that all happen for you? So it is based on my experience, of course, as a, a young um, dancer. Mm -hmm. um, 
because dance was, um, for me, uh, foundational, I would say. I'm not sure it's the right English word, uh, meaning that it helped me build uh, a certain discipline. It helped me focus. It helped me uh, channel my energy. Um, this, this dream, of course, um, um, was inspired by my experience as, as a child and also uh, by my experience uh, later on as an audience, I I have always been a very passionate audience of ballet, um, both contemporary and classical ballet, and I I noticed I, I remember um, very well the first time I saw a ballet in Strasbourg. It's in the eastern part of France, mm-hmm. uh, at the at the opera there. And I, I noticed that um, I, I was moved to an extent that I, I never was uh, before uh, watching art, right? Um, and that's, that's why um, this project had to be, this organization that I created had to be um, connected to this art yes. of dancing. And- so when you were watching that ballet in Strasbourg, was it were you an adult, a child? Were you? I I was I was a young teenager. So my 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 parents didn't bring me as a child, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, because they didn't have this habit to too much to to go to this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I discovered um, ballet and dance as an audience mm-hmm. late a bit later on as a teenager. Um, and since then, it it never left me, and um, it's 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 really something that uh, made a difference to to me to my life, and also coming back to me as a child. I also my parents didn't bring me to the theater when I was a child. I was a very privileged child. I had access to uh, a lot of activities. I had loving parents. I had. Um, yeah, a family where I, I could be myself, um, I could express myself, um, and I know, and that's what we do at What Dance Can Do, we bring dance to children and youth who don't have this privilege, this this, this luck yeah. to, um, to, to, to be living in such circumstances. So I also thought that uh, what I received mm-hmm. uh, from the practice of dance, from the access to this art, other children and other teenagers should also access. Yes, and and I really, you know, to hear you say it, um, you know, it's so true, and I agree with you. I, and I, that's the one thing with my podcast too. When I have these conversations with my guests, we all have that same experience that we know how dance has has affected us. Some some of us can express it a little bit more, um, and. What I love about you is that you're acting on that. You know, you're really acting and bringing dance to those who wouldn't get dance otherwise so they can experience the benefits of it. Talk about, um, if you would, some of the things that your program is doing, you know, where you're going, how, what that outreach is like um, and what that experience is like. Yeah, so we we have so we started. We're a quite young organization. Um, we are small in the sense that we are a small team. Um, we mostly work uh, with volunteers. I mean, the core team is uh, mostly volunteers. We only have one employee. Uh, I I am volunteering as um, founder and president for the organization. So we are 
the small organization, but we are um, growing quite fast in in um, in the number of projects we have, so number of beneficiaries, and also a bit of budget now, which is which is very good news, right? Because it's also quite important. Um, so we started five years ago only uh, with a Switzerland-based organization. So I first created this organization in, in, in Zurich in Switzerland and in France. And we also have an organization in New Zealand um, because after a few years, um, a, a group of three women in New Zealand contacted us and said, that's wonderful what we do. We, we want to do it in New Zealand as well, in, in Wellington. So what do we do? We actually organize uh, programs and performances for children and teenagers um, who, who have little access to the art because they are um, in difficult place uh, because of illness, uh, because of poverty, because of socio-economic, let's say, circumstances that make it hard for them or harder for them to access the arts and sometimes even to access actually any hobby. So. Uh, we organize programs over the school year um, for children and teenagers uh, who um, they, they, they don't have access to any other extracurriculum activity, um, actually. So that's the only uh, activity they, they can access, uh, which makes us actually very, um, we feel very, I mean, it's very sad on, on the one hand to, to know that our small organization is providing the only extra curricular activity to these children because we think about all of the others right who, who we we don't access or we don't access yet but at the same time it makes us uh, very proud to know that um, we uh, provide this high quality program so what do we do yeah. um, we um, we work so with schools mm -hmm. uh, we work with orphanages we work with um, I never know how to say it in English. It's as uh, this, um, it's it's homes uh, for uh, children and teenagers uh, who had to be uh, separated from their families. Foster, um, foster care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Foster care um, institutions. Mm -hmm. um, and what we offer is programs to. So these kids are going. Groups of kids are going to. Um, collaborate with professional choreographers or professional dancers and they're going to create uh, a piece so over the school year some or less over nine months uh, on a weekly basis most of the time but uh, they're going to work either on a specific topic so for instance we had a program on the uh, theme of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, okay. uh, but we, we deployed in four different countries. Um, and then it's up, so depending on the location, for instance, in the UK, uh, we had a group of uh, primary school children and they really uh, worked on Alice's oh. Adventures in Wonderland, uh, working on the different characters from really the ballet mm -hmm. uh, and initially from the books, so the, the rabbits, the queen of art, um, no, no, it's the Queen of Ah, Queen of Hearts. The Queen of yeah, Hearts. Yes, the Queen of Hearts. Um, and really working on the characters mm -hmm. as they are. And in France, uh, the choreographer worked together with another group of uh, teenagers, and they really rather used their own story. Um, they were young migrants, um, arrived, who arrived recently uh, to France, and so in at least you have 
um, you can find a lot of different themes yeah. like uh, transition, change, mm -hmm. travel. Uh, so uh, for them, it was about speaking about their their travel from mm -hmm. their home country to France and also the dreamland what is a dreamland what is wonderland for them is it France is it their home country is it's um so let me ask you I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm interrupting yes I just want the listeners to um to be to be clear when they're when they're hearing this so you pick a theme that everyone is working on so wherever whatever school systems you might be in whatever country you're in everyone all your volunteers, all your teachers, all your choreography, all your choreographers are working on the same theme for that year. So for this project, specific mm -hmm. program, yes, um, it can be different as well. So we have two main streams. The first stream is or the first group of mm -hmm. beneficiaries. Uh, it's children and teenagers uh, who will access a creative uh, dance program over oh, yeah. mm -hmm. a few months or school year. And then the second group of beneficiaries, uh, it is children and teenagers who are at the hospital um, and they will access um, events. So um, dance performances, sometimes by um, very, um, very well-known dancers, uh, for instance, in Paris, Etoile of the Paris Opera, mm -hmm. so principles of the Paris Opera, uh, but also all kinds of styles we want to uh, uh, share with them. And, and there is more about entertainment. Um, it's about escaping everyday life at the hospital and treatment and everything that can be very heavy of course on children and their family because the shows are not only for the children but also uh, for the, their families uh, when they're around and for um, the, the team of the hospital who love to see you yeah. know the etoile of the Paris Opera uh, with their costumes and uh, so there's these two streams. Yeah. So, so you have the two. So you're in the school systems or the orphanage or wherever it is you're going, yeah. foster care, yeah. and then you're bringing performances to the hospital, which I love, and and that's what I've seen on the Instagram feeds when I when I when I've looked at that. Um, let me ask you this: when you go into the hospitals, um, is it hard to? And and the reason I'm asking you, let me let me give you why I'm asking you this. When I had my dance studio, um, I had a special needs program. So I had students with special needs. Uh, I did it with a physical therapist. Uh, they weren't getting physical therapy, but it, she was bringing her patients to me to teach them dance. And then we would do, we have an organization here called Ronald McDonald House. I don't know. I know it's worldwide. I just don't know if there's one in France, but it's where um, it's a, it's right by a hospital and parents who need mm. to bring their children mm. to the hospital, they can live at Ronald McDonald House for free while their child mm. is getting care. Mm. Um, and so we were very active with them. But I know for us here, I don't know what it's like for you. It was very difficult to be allowed into the hospital. So when I see you in the hospital, that's so exciting to me. How how easy is that? And I know nothing's easy, so I understand that. But What's that like to to approach a hospital, to approach an organization like that and and bring this program into the hospitals? Because mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful. So I, I do believe, John, that there is a cultural aspect there. So um, also we haven't been present yet um, in Northern America. 
mm-hmm. uh, or, or in, in the US, um, to be more specific, I, I, yeah, I think that uh, it might be easier in Europe, meaning that uh, rules are strict, but um, maybe a bit less, um, maybe a bit less strict that they there could be in the US. This is just my assumption, yeah, right? Probably right. Yeah. Um, and then you know we were even allowed to some of the hospitals during COVID. Um, because um, because hospitals uh, managers mm-hmm. decided, I mean, um, chief of staff, right? They decided that um, it was very important for children mm-hmm. um, and teenagers to keep a connection with the outside world. Uh, so of course, uh, the, the artists had masks on at all times. Uh, there there were strict rules to to respect. Mm-hmm but we were still allowed. So there is no difficulty at all. Um, maybe also, you know, it's it's a matter of service. So are you, you know, are, are you um, in, in, in contact with children uh, with, with um, illness that makes them very, very vulnerable? Um, what we have been doing as well is when because either we give a show on a little stage when or in a in a in a specific space right when it's possible when um when the hospital can uh host this mm-hmm. so we we also have specific productions at least one for for now a specific production that is called club origami um that is a mix between dance movement and origami pliage oh wonderful okay yeah it's wonderful but so it's not our production to be more specific it's a it's a production that was initially uh, created by the place london oh i think i hope i don't say anything wrong i think um and um and say well we partner with with the artists and and they accepted to tour for us so they really offer a show to the hospital um a show that was designed for small children and um, aged uh, three to nine ten uh, and then it's a show but we also go to um the bedside right when the children cannot move yeah. uh, and to come back to to your question sometimes there is uh, a separation you know between the dancer Mm-hmm. and the child because they cannot be in the same in the same room yeah that, um yeah. just it's just such beautiful work and i i find it just uh it's just like i said it speaks to my heart because those are the things and the programs that i love to do and i love to hear are being done and it's so important like you're saying you know um it's so important for kids to be exposed because dance you know, this is what I want to talk about, you know, in the name of your program, the What Dance Can Do Project, you know, dance can do so much. It can, it just crosses boundaries. It really does. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it, it, it removes, I think, boundaries, even Definitely. if like a child is separated because of fragile health, it still breaks that barrier. And, I, you know, when I was knowing that we were going to talk today, I was, I was driving and I'd happened to pass. There were uh, a field full of lacrosse. First I thought it was soccer, but it was lacrosse. There was a bunch of girls 
um, it must have been like their summer camp. They were playing lacrosse. And I thought, what is it about dance versus sports that because, you know, we could say, you know, sports and the team and camaraderie mm -hmm. and group dynamics. But this is what I thought about. And, and you can tell me your thoughts on this. Where, where dance is concerned, there, there isn't a winner. You know, where sports is concerned, you're eventually competing against somebody. It can get, it can get aggressive to the point, you know, where you are out to win. <laughs> no matter which way you turn it, you, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be someone who loses. And it's a different kind of, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. I'm just saying with, with, with dance, there's not that. You learn how to no matter where you come from, when you're performing together, you are together, those barriers go away. And mm -hmm. I think dance, music, art does that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Or what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, it's very it's, it's very interesting what you say about competition because I do believe there is a problem with competition. I do believe that um, our societies are mm -hmm. too um, are competition driven, and mm -hmm. that it, it creates environment that are toxic um, in many ways, um, and that are crushing individuals. Mm -hmm. So I, I do believe that there is something wrong with competition, and I do believe that sports is a vehicle um uh, for this very um i mean this systemic uh, competition so um I, I i do believe it's very powerful what you said about competition and that dance is not about competition i think there is an element also of um dance is, is both a sport and, and it's an art right mm -hmm. so it's a combination of the two that makes it so powerful because um, you have this, this sports element, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, foundational for for children. Um, there, there was a, um, a study uh, published by the World Health Organization, I think, yeah, two three years ago, mm -hmm. um, that was showing that a vast majority of teenagers in the world mm -hmm. uh, don't move enough. Right, yes. so. There's nothing surprising. We all know about it. I'm not sure if that enough is done about it. Uh, we prefer to medicate yeah. um, than uh, pre pre. Ah, what do you say? Pre not prevents. Uh, med we prefer. To, yeah, I mean, we need to. Um, we need to, to take the problem as a root, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 allow uh, children and teenagers to move as much as possible, uh, in incentivize them, right? And we don't do it enough. We uh, um, we are in a society where people don't move enough. So uh, there is this part that is sports, and that is also very important. Sports mm -hmm. without competition, but sports and very demanding one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the creative aspects and I, I, I believe that perhaps uh, dance is the only um, the only discipline that really combines two sports and art. Um, and that's, I believe, what makes it so powerful. Yeah, there's a quote um, that you said, it's on, it's on your website, or I'm making it a quote, I'm quoting you from your website. Um, and it, it says that dance programs are not a cost. They are an investment in the future of humanity. I love mm -hmm. that. I'm going to say that one more time so that people can really hear that. Dance programs are not a cost. 
They are an investment in the future of humanity. I think that's so powerful. And I, I know that that's what you're talking about already, but can you talk about that a little bit yeah. more? Yes. So um, when I created the organization, I thought ideally we, we would be able to measure um, the impact of what we do. And that's, by the way, we, we are trying to do that. It's it's very mm -hmm. hard. Um, of course, there are metrics that are obvious number of beneficiaries, um, who are the beneficiaries, the age, uh, um, the length of the programs, attendance. So there's a certain number of data we can collect, but then when it is about how does it help, um, for instance, uh, young foreigners to acquire um, the French language faster mm -hmm. to take part to dance class, right? Uh, and it seems we started measuring this uh, this school year, Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed that there is a correlation, but it's very hard to, um, to, to put the finger on it and to be able to prove that um, dancing is a real added value to these children, that it makes a difference to them and maybe to their future, to their, um, to their concentration at school, uh, to, um, to, to their, how they manage their energy, to maybe non-violent non-violent communication mm -hmm. so i really would like to measure all, all this um because uh, very often it is the case in france but maybe a bit less in france than in other countries actually uh, art is considered as the last thing that money public public funding is going to go to i mean in france less in france no, less of course because i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you because we struggle with that artists in the United States, and I'm sorry I'm interrupting, mm. struggle with that for mm -hmm. it's getting a little bit better, but it's mm -hmm. very much, you know, it's one of the last things, but I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, continue what you were saying. No, sure, I, I understand your surprise because, and I don't want to be sounding like, I'm grateful um, that we still have this uh, a system that is more, um, that is encouraging uh, artists uh, in France, way more than in the UK, for instance, or in other uh, continental European countries. So yes, it is not considered as a priority, right? Um, and I believe by it's by the state, but also by private actors. I'm speaking in general, I'm living the French, um, just a French, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so um, it is considered as a cost, um, you know, when you, if you ask decision makers, many decision makers, polit political decision makers or uh, business decision makers, should uh, all children access a dance class or artistic education, they would say, well, the priority is for children to eat and to go to school, uh, which I agree uh, with as well. But if you ask them, do your children access arts? artistic education do your children go to ballet class well perhaps they do actually <laughs> but uh, for other children who are from less privileged background then suddenly it becomes something a bit too costly right anyway so um, I think it is very important to show that 
dancing is an investment in the sense that uh, what you develop, the qualities you develop in a dance class, or I mean, in the studio, not only a class, because we really want to emphasize we don't teach, or sometimes we teach because we also have like introduction um, sessions to ballet or to to uh, other dance types, but mostly it is about creating, right? Using movement to express oneself and create, right? So also we, of course, we work together. The children work together with very skilled professionals right but it's not too much about reproducing and acquiring uh, a certain vocabulary very narrow one it's really about being able to express oneself of yeah. course using a certain amount of discipline and but all of this uh, qualities that you develop through so the discipline memorization coordination um being a uh, purpose i mean being objective driven self-confidence all of this then they can apply once again at school uh if they do well at school well it has an impact on their future professional life uh, on their private life maybe once again you know it's about non-violent communication so all of this really in the end could there could be a, a, like almost a price tag right um on on the on the dance session so we want to show that it's it's not a cost it's it's an investment yes and it has to be taken seriously taken seriously i agree with you and i i mean we can say so much about it i i know we can you know um but i i also want to point out for what you're saying and for listeners too you know i i often will say dance has transferable skills you know you have the you learn like you're saying you, you learn mm -hmm. all these skills as a dancer what whether you're going to go on professionally or not going on professionally in the case we're talking about now and and you never know this might spark someone's want or dream to go into this professionally but it does it, it's these skills that you learn that you apply in life and there's somebody what what when we finish i'm going to talk tell you about somebody when we, we go off camera i'll, I'll tell you about somebody yeah, that i want to yeah. introduce you to um but there's there's i took some um I, I went on your website and i read some of the stories you have a section for the for those listening i'll, I'll put the information on the website up um but there's a whole section of stories it's it's kids who've gone through choreographers teachers uh professional dancers it's so many but i pulled some of the some of them because i wanted to um read and have you talk a little bit about what these people have said about the program and what dance has done. And I, I don't name anyone. I just might say like what they, what they are or do. So, so this one was from a soldier. Okay. And, um, mm -hmm. the, 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 um, the, the, I won't even say the, where it was. <laughs> so the, the ballet theater had called the veterans home where I was staying. He said, looking for a soldier for a new show. I hadn't spoken for nine years. I can't say I won't get emotional, <laughs> okay? I hadn't spoken up for nine years, this, this man said. This was a unique opportunity. I did not think about what being on stage would mean. I did not think about all the people watching me. I just wanted to tell my story, share what was on my mind for the first time. It was then or never. Still being part of this dance performance made me a stronger, a stronger person. The most important thing that happened in my life after being a soldier, I do not think I would be here had it not happened. I had a period when I was sitting in my flat for several months, just staring at the walls. I would still do that today. And then he names the piece he was in, helped me come back to life. 
Yeah, it's 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 very powerful uh, uh, story, and um, it's a wonderful uh, man um, who I met when I was in Copenhagen. Um, we uh, we organized an exhibition uh, with a Swiss photographer um, called Selena Meyer, and or because what dance can do is creating programs and producing events. Um, we also would like ideally to share with the world what dance can do and how beneficial, uh, impactful dancing can be to individuals, um, uh, communities and society as a whole, right? So this exhibition was about that and we, we had uh, photos of different people. So his name is Jasper. Uh, Jasper was one of them. Um, and then uh, so Selena was taking pictures and I was speaking, interviewing um, these people. And they were, and Jasper's story is, is yeah. extremely, yeah, it's extremely special. Uh, um, and it's one of the, one of the people I met um, because of what dance can do, uh, thanks to what dance can do. Um, but um, yeah, I'm so grateful, um, so grateful for them. Yes. Yeah, and, and he talks about, I just want listeners to know, he, he talks about in the story, I just pulled a little bit out, but he mm -hmm. talks about, I think it was his father, I'm not 100 sure if it was father or his mother, who, you know, he, when he came back, he couldn't talk at all. He couldn't even mm -hmm. talk about his experience in the war and fighting and he his father came to the performance i think it was five or six times i can't remember a numerous amount of times or his parents came i, I don't remember if it was parents or one or the just to 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 know what that experience was that was I, I thought that was so amazing that here he couldn't verbally talk and express it but dance gave him the vehicle and the healing it provided for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he, Jasper, um, what was what was very touching is uh, Jasper told me that contrary to other soldiers who were actually on stage as well, um, he didn't former soldiers he didn't have physical injuries. His injuries were um, were were psychological. Um, so he carried this uh, well, this stress, right? um and this pain um and he couldn't express it as you said uh he couldn't talk about the details people don't want to hear about the details it's too awful actually it's too sad right and he was carrying this and it's only on stage um together with dancers because he was he was pairing up with a dancer a professional dancer who was expressing um through movement and he was expressing through words as she he, she was dancing so they were really like a a team the two of them um and that really changed his life yes it's it's a beautiful story and he uh is really keen to uh speak about this experience beautiful. Yes. But before we finish up, I, I'd like to to just uh, do one more. I mean, there were so many to pull from. I, I wrote so many down. Um, but what I what there's from from a, a uh, choreographer, um, and this is what I pulled from what they had said. It said, "Yes, one of the things I've learned I've learned from dance is real resilience. I think dancers 
all over the world are very, very resilient. And then they said, we are like cockroaches. You know, they say if the apocalypse happened and the earth was struck by an asteroid, afterwards you'd find cockroaches and dancers. <laughs> and I just thought, I thought, what an image, but I understand what was being said. <laughs> can, you talk, can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I think resilience is is um, it's a very important trait to to develop. Also, I don't know how to call it if it's a trait or skill or uh, for for children and and teenagers, right? So that's I, I totally agree with that because there is so much physical effort and sometimes pain um, associated with dancing, um, at a certain level, right? Yeah. But for sure, dancers are extremely resistant and resilient, um, to, to anything that can happen. Because honestly, when I see some of the professional dancers we work with, the level of physical suffering they go through and, uh, also that needs to be somehow hidden on stage um to to because you only share joy and lightness and uh, cheerfulness with your audience right um and there is so much presence you need to bring on stage that you have to be able to uh, yeah to control uh your your pain your your um yeah, and anything physical that that is happening to you, as, and mental that is happening to you at at the moment. So it's it's very very strong people. I I totally agree with that. I love that I love that you've posted those stories on your website. So I encourage listeners to go on and read those. Is there anything um you know that that you would like to share with listeners? Um, anything you know that you want to say? Like what where you want this to go what you want to see happen um you know where you're at where you're going um anything like that yes so there is a new program that we're going to start uh, this fall um in in paris Mm -hmm. um and it's going to be with quite young uh, children they they will be aged nine ten and and it's going to be called oha O-R-A, and it means life in um, Maori uh, language. Um, And it is a program that is going to be about um, raising awareness to as a protection of biodiversity um, through movements. So um, the question of uh, biodiversity, climate change is... Uh, it's it's a question that is very very important to me uh, to many people but, uh, maybe not um, enough people in the end uh, by the way but to many and and to me and dear to my heart and at first I didn't really see how I could connect uh, dancing and and this topic mm-hmm. and uh, talking about it to with dancers yeah. um, I I noticed a lot of dancers are actually also thinking about this a lot they're really um some of them are really committed to the cause 
and we start seeing artists who also are activists uh, for the environment. I'm sure, by the way, it's maybe not something super new in, in, in the US in some places. In Europe, it's newish, right? Oh, it's, tell, it's... Tell me, I, I think I think we might have a different word or or slightly different words. Tell me tell me again the word that you're using there, because I know it's in a different language. But tell me tell me what the word is. As uh, a word for the the program or the word for it was or or ha, I, I don't I didn't quite or ha, or ha. yeah oh. it's o o r a o o r a okay. Oh, right. Yeah, it means life. Okay. Cool. Um, and so the children will be working on uh, animals, uh, vegetables, so plants, mm -hmm. um, even maybe on bacteria. How do bacteria move? Mm -hmm. uh, so really uh, going from very, very tiny uh, forms of living to uh, bigger ones. Oh, what we want to, and it's going to be a multidisciplinary program, so not only dancers, but also scientists. Oh, wonderful. And yeah, and an environment activist. So um, why is it something that I want to mention? Because when we say that the arts are important for society, they are, the arts have always been also a vehicle to speak about important causes, right? Uh, social and environmental, and here, uh, we want to see also dancing, ballet uh, as um, being vehicles for, for these messages and that audiences, but also um, children who would be um, dancing mm -hmm. would be able to connect yes. uh, to non-human animals, mm -hmm. um, to other forms of living through movement. Yes. And perhaps this is through movement that they can really relate to them and connect with them and you you can only protect uh what you connect with like that you can only protect what you can i like that um and movement is connection um it's you have to be you have to put yourself in the shoes yes. of a, a cat <laughs> to to move like a cat you have to think about a cat how does a cat move um what yeah what 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 how fast how slow mm -hmm. um and 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 this is something that um well perhaps children are not um asked to do uh on a daily basis to think about okay. animals mm -hmm. yeah and also their urban children now are so out of touch i mean they are not in touch with nature right so it's about how can we get closer to nature um by dance and movements that's the uh that's dance and movement yeah and that's in paris that's happening in 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 and around paris yeah 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 and i hope that so we start with the first school and i hope that we will be able to extend this to a certain number of schools and reach out to as many children uh, as as possible and create once again the synergy between artists scientists activists because yeah i mean the more the, the merrier we need to be in there together <laughs> yes and because, and, and when you're saying that, you know, because someone's going to, it's going to click, it's going to make sense for somebody scientifically. It's going to make sense for somebody um, mm. movement-wise. It's going to make sense mm. for somebody spiritual-wise. It's going to make sense. Mm. So you're bringing it all together so 
everything's working together and that audience and those kids, it's however they're going to need to hear it, they will. You know, being multidisciplinary like that. I think that's such a great, because that's how people learn. You know, people don't learn one way. So you're doing really, really wonderful things. It's so exciting. It's really, it's really wonderful. Or yeah, like I'm so um, happy that you, you were able to finally connect. <laughs> and, and I really thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you um, coming on Dance Talk. Is there anything else that that uh, you'd like to leave our listeners with? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, I I would love also that we start something in the U.S. at some point. So let's yeah. hope that. We will be able to speak about the new program at some point that yeah. is taking place in, yeah, in the U.S. That would be exciting. Well, then we'll, well, yeah, we'll have to talk all about that. So thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you, Joanne. Talk, you're welcome. This is Dance Talk with Joanne Carey. Please follow us, like us, and share, share, share. Good night, everybody.